The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Dr. David Navarro, who's the special envoy on COVID-19 at the World Health Organization. Dr. David, thank you for taking our call. Thank you. It's lovely to be with you all. Thanks for this. In Ireland, Dr. Navarro, in the past week, we know that one new case in every five has involved this so-called Delta variant. Given that Delta is the dominant strain now in the UK, I think the key question to ask you is, do you believe Ireland should be rethinking our plans for a continued reopening in July? Thanks very much indeed. I want to talk to you almost from two points of view, and then that will uh, help us to work through this. From the point of view of public health, Uh, That is trying to keep everybody free of disease, trying to stop people from dying when they uh, have got plenty of healthy lives uh, left. Uh, It it is really a very serious situation. As a public health doctor, I'm saying to people, please be super careful in how you behave. Please continue to mask. Please continue to physically distance. Please continue to avoid big crowds, especially if the air is not ventilated because I'm saying this Delta variant is like a new virus really, it is fierce and it is easily transmitted and it in some cases may be able to evade the protection of the vaccines mm. and, and so we're saying be careful, on the other hand me as a person who's a father who's got a family uh, who's been had my life completely messed up for 18 months because of all this thing uh, I'm, I'm basically saying let's just get on and find ways to go about our lives and to make sure we defend ourselves against the worst of this virus. But we've got to restart because otherwise we're just going to be um, fear, fearful of it all the time. And I'm moving towards the let's get on, but I'm also saying let's be super prudent. Let's everybody know what we've got to do if there's a, a new upsurge of cases. Uh, and, and let's make sure that we involve the public as partners in the response uh, uh, in all in places. And Ireland's done that, so I don't need to be saying that to the government of Ireland. Some other countries have found it less easy to do so. Is it fair to assume, uh, Doctor, that seasonality is now something of a characteristic of COVID-19? And if it is, and if it were, that, if it would, that Delta was to take hold again, in this country towards winter, might we, find, might we find ourselves back in the world of restrictions? Yeah, well, I hope not. Restrictions for me are last resort. That's when your health service is getting overwhelmed or uh, there's a lot of disease in factories or there is a problem in residential care for old people. And then various restrictions have to be imposed and, and that is uh, desirable, but it's last resort. So I'm hopeful not. Uh, I do not, I'm not certain, I'm just going to say I'm not certain that this is going to be a seasonal disease quite like flu when it settles down. With flu, it always builds up in the winter months. That's when hospitals uh, really do get fuller with people who've got the consequences of flu. But uh, I've not seen yet that uh, association with winter weather with this one it seems at the moment at least it's because it's not settled down it seems to be able to surge up in the summer months as well as the winter months and so i'm not going to give this the seasonal tag for now Mm. 
Last winter, you mentioned the flu. We, we kind of didn't have a flu season yeah. last year because yeah. of the high level of res- of restriction. Now, as we lift yeah. those restrictions, one would naturally assume flu will come back at some level. Could that yeah, be will. a complication in dealing with the pandemic? Well, I, I mean, in life, when you're when you're trying to look after the health of populations, the one thing you want to always look out for is different infectious diseases sort of coinciding uh, uh, and then it, it really does overload the system. And I think we all worry about the way in which health systems cope during the winter months. And so in Ireland, that's obviously in uh, December, January uh, and into February. And, and I'm going to suggest to everybody that we, we could we could do well to maintain this strong emphasis on hygiene uh, that we've had and also being careful about physical contact uh, and mask wearing. Because, you know, the behaviour that we used to reduce the incidence of COVID is the same behaviour that is needed to deal with flu. It's hand-washing, dealing with your cough so you don't splutter all over people, and then they're... they're, um, um, avoiding physical contact. So let's see if with this winter in, uh, in Europe we can actually continue apply, to apply some of the precautions that we did around COVID and keep the flu burden down as well, like we did uh, last year. I want to talk about vaccinations briefly, Dr. Yeah. Nabarro. And we have our rollout now going relatively well. Very high take-up among the public, which is very encouraging. Beautiful, but beautiful. Yes. We're, we're frequently reminded by, by your, uh, the, the WHO that none of us are safe until all of us are safe. That, that, I think it was Mike Ryan I heard saying that first. Yeah, none of us are safe hard. until all of us are safe. Like, are you and your colleagues, are you satisfied that enough attention is being paid, for example, to sharing the vaccines with the less well-off countries? Well, if I was in charge of everything, uh, I would not have the vaccine rollout as it is at the moment. I, I don't think it is right from any perspective to have a situation where you, the majority of adults can be immunised in one group of countries, when in other countries uh, we've got people dying because of lack of vaccine, people dying because uh, they've had one vaccine dose but they don't have the second dose because the vaccines have run out. Uh, I, I just don't like that. Uh, it, it ends up meaning that, uh, you know, your, your fate when you get infected by this virus, it depends enormously on where you were born or what passport you hold. And, and, and so if I were in charge, I would say we've got a limited amount of vaccine. We've got a lot of people at risk of death all over the world. It's older people. It's people with diabetes, people with heart disease. Why on earth don't we just concentrate on those most in need? I don't call it charity. I call it doing the right thing. Uh, now, it's not happening, mm. and I'm not going to be able to make it happen. I don't have that sort of power. So we've got to go for the second best thing, which is making absolutely certain that as well as vaccinating the, the people in rich countries uh, uh, as well as we can, that there is a proper process for sharing. Uh, and that Ireland's been great on that, and I hope you can continue. You've argued both... Uh, uh, in a uh, uh, national context, in the European context, in the WHO, in the United Nations, you've argued for fair 
sharing because you believe that's the right way to go. Please keep it up. Lastly, Dr. Navarro, uh, for today, yeah. when, when you and I first spoke about this subject a few months yeah. back, you were very clear. You were saying we had a very long way to go before this pandemic was anywhere near its end. How do yeah. you now see the situation in June of 2021? I'm afraid we've still got a long way to go before this pandemic is going to end. In fact, I'm not sure this pandemic will end because I think this virus is going to stick around continuing to mutate and give us these variants. As you've heard, there's now Delta and Delta Plus. And then I heard yesterday about variant Lambda that's being looked at. They'll go on coming, these variants. This virus is going to go on changing. We will, as humanity, first of all, learn to live with the virus around and and keep ourselves safe. And secondly, uh, our, our clever scientists will find new forms of vaccine that can protect us against it. But it will be an ongoing struggle. Uh, And uh, uh, what's the important thing to say is that actually we're all getting used to this COVID. We're, We're working out how to live with it. And so my prediction for 2021 into 2022 is that humanity will come to terms with living with this virus. It will stay with us for good. We will get some bad surprises from time to time. We'll deal with them and then we'll be ready to get on with the next challenge. And that's climate change. And that's a big one. Dr. Navarro, I thank you for your time. Uh, as always, Dr. David Navarro, Special Envoy uh, for COVID-19 to the World Health Organization, speaking to me on the opinion line of Cork's 96 Family Office in Geneva. Thank you, Dr. Navarro. Cork's 96 FM. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.